السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا مرحبا بكم يا أيها الناس السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وجهنا How are you doing Mufti Saab? How is everyone doing? Um, I see some people already watching Sister Tasneem, welcome on uh, Brother AJR um, yeah, I'd like to use, if you could identify yourself um, أهلا وسهلا Welcome everyone to the program And uh, here we are We are the seventh day already is it the seventh day? Yes. Welcome, Mufti Saab. How are you doing? Is it the seventh day for real? It looks like it. How are you doing, Mufti Abdurrahman? How are you doing? I'm good. Alhamdulillah. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Um, I'm glad you were able to make it. I know the tough schedule, Maghrib Salah, and uh, so much happening in Dil Hijjah. And uh, just good to see you. How's your knee? How are you feeling? How's your spirit? Alhamdulillah, it's good. You know, I, got a, I got a good brace today. I put it on, knee brace. So hopefully, maybe I have to be off of it for four to six weeks. So make dua. It gets back well. MashaAllah. I was at the gym yesterday just practicing my shot without jumping. So it's pretty Don't good. do that. Mufti Sab, I told you, no basketball. Stay off the court. It's hard, man. Addiction. Dunya. Dunya. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask this brother. His name is Bhaijan Fanboy. I need to know who you are because I'm getting <laughs> excited to know you, you know? And, you know? No one, no one has, no one, no one is a fan like that before. Come on, man! Your wife is a big I, fan of yours. She was before she married me. Oh, alhamdulillah, <laughs> <laughs> So who is here? Who's this Bajan fanboy? I'd like to know who that person is. Uh, we have brother, sister Magda's on. Sister Magda's everywhere. She was in our miftah classes. Now she's here. Mashallah. Preserve her, protect her, and her family. I mean, mashallah. Samaria. Um, uh, welcome. You know, yesterday we had um, so many people tuning in. May Allah reward all of them. Uh, so, brother fanboy is from Seattle. Okay, that's we've got a little closer investigating who he is. And what what is your exact name? <laughs> <laughs> he just want to. He wants to hide the identity. So we'll leave that. There's more. There's also Marana Barakatullah. I think that's. I see his picture. He's also on. And we have the um, sisters here. Alhamdulillah, Sister Kashifa as well. So from everywhere, Alhamdulillah. Um, Sister Lee is also here. Mashallah. Uh, welcome everyone. And uh, we're going to go ahead. We are tonight going to talk about a very difficult topic. Yesterday, we spoke about uh, Khandaq. We spoke about Jabir bin Abdullah's story. We spoke about the miracle that happened. We spoke about how the Prophet Sallallahu was able to maximize the potential of his companions, you know, and uh, that was excellent. Jazakallah khair, Mufti Saab, Sheikh Masmari. Today, we're going tonight, we're going to talk about the departure from um, Medina, and it's never easy leaving Medina. I don't know if it's going to be that easy, it's, it's going to be that difficult talking about it, you know. Uh, Mufti Saab, I know you, I know you, you leave Medina before I leave Medina because you go, you go in the earlier package, it gets to Medina first. And then we we are one of the last groups that used to come out of Medina, Darul Salam, a uh, group six. And uh, man, you know you're there for four or five days, and if you really soak in every inch and every second, you you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. So we're going to talk about that tonight, brothers and sisters who are watching on Facebook and YouTube. If you can also tell us your experience in leaving Medina, you know there's this excitement that we talked about a few days ago. And the arrival in Medina, the excitement. You start. We some of us start crying when we arrive. 
Imagine the feeling of leaving Medina al Munawwara. And I mean, it's most apt and correct to say Medina al Medina al Munawwara, al Medina al Munawwara, the blessed, bright city of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, a city that was first known as Yathrib, right, Muftisab, and Thariba means deserted. Then we heard Sheikh Masli tell us, and then the name becomes Taiba. Yeah, Taiba. You want me to sing it? No, please. All right, okay. You know, we, we have, uh, I don't want to sing, I want to uh, save my dignity. Ahlan wa sahlan, Sheikh Masmari. Assalamu alaikum, my dear Mashayas. How are you doing now, Yahi Imam? Alhamdulillah, good to see you all. Please, I want you to sing. I don't want you to do it. No, 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 no. no. You really, if you really want me to do it, I could, I could, I could. <clears throat> No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I have some. I have some. I have an ounce of self-respect that I like to save. You know, just in case my children watch this video when they grow up. <laughs> 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 so, but so, then, uh, before we like uh, we speak about the departure, which we will talk about in detail, I think we should give like five to six minutes. Like Sheikh Masbury and Abdurrahman Wahid, five to six minutes um, for what a lot of questions that were asked about the pillars of Masjid Nabawi, right? Um, so let's just talk about that for a few minutes. What do you guys think, Sheikh Masmali? Bismillah, please go. I really that was a question too that we had from someone. So if yeah, you do we, that, that'll we, be really we had good. that question. People were asking, and the sisters usually get like sisters usually get deprived of exactly where the pillars are. Even a lot of brothers that go there because there's very it's hard to walk around there, and um, you know have like moments of of staying in one place and showing because there's so much such a big crowd, such a big audience there. So. Um, hopefully we'll just go over it quickly over right now and show you some pictures. What's why is it, again? Why is it so important? Because every inch of Madinat Munawwara, remember, the Prophet walked there somewhere. Sallam. Sahaba walked there, sat there. Some of the places where it was where the Prophet's tears fell, right? Some of the places where the Prophet's sweat fell. Some of those places where Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, Allahumma were sitting. So these people were there. The wind of Medina touched them. They breathed that air. You know, so it's like it's it's really surreal. That when you're when you're thinking about it in that manner, so now there were certain in Masjid Nabawi, right? In that in that Rawda area, there were places where the Prophet sat more often than others. You know how sometimes you know with this up, we can bring this into the discussion also. Like when we're leaving Medina, what are the last two stops, right, Mashaikh Masmari? Yeah. The last two stops is the Rawda and the Prophet Salam. Yeah. So we're we can just bring, we can just bring that in the same discussion. Of course, of course, that's part of it, right? So um. When we're when in that masjid, that masjid has seen it all. That area, remember, the entire structure you see today was not the masjid at the time of the Prophet right? It was a smaller masjid, and let me see if I could share that screen with you right now. Bismillah. All right. So we have this um, over here, as you can see. Uh, you can see my arrow over here. This is the qibla. The qibla. Can, is you, can you zoom in a little bit? Oh, yes. You can. You can. Oh yeah, that's better. That's great. That's excellent. Okay. Excellent. So, so the qibla, the qibla is the bottom of the screen. Okay. <clears throat> and this is the boundary of the roda area and the and, and uh, as far as the back of this uh, in the back right here, and over here the sacred chamber is the uh, the um, homes of the Ummahat al-Mu'minin and Hazrat Aisha The Prophet is also resting here. You can see these three graves over here. You can see that. Let me just make that a little bit bigger. These are the three graves right here of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abu Bakr and Umar. You guys mm -hmm. see that? Everyone see that? We see that. We yeah. see that. And where, where's the um, the member of I'll show it to you right now. The member is right here, Mihrab of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right here. 
Yeah. Okay. And then just the one you have. Okay. This, if you can make it a little smaller, or you well, can just... before we before we go there. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the member is right there. The member is all the way to the far end, right? That's you see the... that, that Sheikh Masmani? Yeah. So, no, yes. um, so, so the there's another picture that is there's another picture that shows the other way. So for example, the the right now Masjid Nabawi's uh qibla is this way, but this one's not as good as the other ones. That's why I want to show it. But basically, we walk in from here. This is where the imam stands right now. Used to, okay. not anymore. Used to, yeah, before, like for the last several years. Yeah. And then you walk in and you say salam over here, salam over here, salam over here, and then you walk out. This is Bab al baqir right? Mm -hmm. And then over here is the rawda of the, the rawda of the jannah right here. And then you have these pillars. So this basically, this area right here basically comprises of the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, right? There is... Um, there's, uh, there's, so there's, there's amazing poems. There's one poem I want to recite to you. This it goes like this: Masjid Nabawi, ye to bata kuch sama wo kaisa pyara hoga? Sahn mein aaka baithe honge, gird sahab ka halka hoga. Wow. So the poet, you know, is Subhanallah. It's Vahva, Vahva. <laughs> you gotta stop saying that, man. We can't do that today. So this masjid over here is he's a long poem, but this masjid over here he says, I mean, these walls have a lot of stories to tell. The doors have a lot of stories to tell. The the soil has a lot of stories to tell. And is and, and he's saying that, you know, how was that? Environment. What was the ambience at the time of the Prophet when he was sitting there and the Sahaba were sitting around him? Um, right? Could you please, if 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 you could just speak, what would you say to me? And then he says, you know what? You probably seen. And he goes list list a lot of things. And he says, you probably seen the Prophet sitting there one day, and a bunch of those. Imagine being a kid at the time of the Prophet like mm -hmm. a five, six, seven year old kid. You know what I mean? Because the Prophet loved saw some love children. And the children are not, you know, held to the same regard of respect and honor. So they come and they grab you. Said, you know, they said the walls for sure. You've seen the Prophet sitting there, so one day, and a bunch of those kids like Abdullah bin Abbas and Hassan and Hussein Wanhum, and they were worrying around. And the Prophet sitting there, all serious, and they jump on him and they kiss him and they grab his kurta, they grab his turban. You've seen all that, right? Out of love for the Prophet So this is that area right here, as we are looking at right now. And there's a few, there's a few certain, uh, certain. Um, I'll, I'll open the next picture so you can see it properly. As you can see right now, as you can see, there's eight numbers. So there's eight, basically eight ba uh, main pillars that we have to know when we go to this place. And when you're there, so I think there's um, so there's six in the Rawda, and then there's the seventh, which is Jibril's, uh, uh, where Jibril used to come to yeah. speak to the Prophet Sallallahu And the eighth is the Prophet's Tahajjud spot. So there exactly. are eight altogether. But there are six pillars in the Rawda that in come the in the Rawda. Okay. Sheikh Masri, go open the next picture. 
yes, yes. I think the other one was. All right. Oh, yeah, that one is amazing. So over here, so Sheikh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. So you're gonna speak about these. You wanna, you please. I don't, I don't know much about them. Please, I want to hear both of you. Please. Okay, so, uh, but so there's. Uh, look at all these. This is the qibla over here. The right now where the mihrab of the Prophet is, there's one pillar that's hidden behind. It's tucked in behind it, and I will show it to you afterwards how those pillars looked. So this pillar is called Ustuan al Hanana, right? This is the pillar. Um, why is it called that? And Bajan, can you please tell tell us about the story of that tree and why it's oh called man, that? You're gonna get me all emotional, man. Please get me all emotional. Um, Ustuan Hanana is where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there was a pillar. So you see, it says the mihrab of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Mihrab means, come from the word harb. Harb means you're going to battle, brother. So why is a mihrab? كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا زَكَرِيَّ الْمِحْرَابِ وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقًا قَالَ يَا مَرِيَمُ أَنَّا لَكِ هَذَا قَالَتْ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Mihrab is mentioned in the Qur'an where a person goes to pray in seclusion to Allah. So this is where the Prophet ﷺ, you know that the arch and the whole, the, the, that kind of look was never there at the Prophet's time. It was just a place where the Prophet would pray and he would find seclusion and, and deep um, thought and process with Allah ﷻ. So that's where the Prophet would lead his prayer. And uh, when he would give Jummah khutbah, he had to stand next to something. When he would address the congregation, he had to dress, stand next to something. So he would lean on a tree, which is on this screen on the left side. It's between the Prophet's current member and the way he would pray salah. Mihrab is where the Prophet would pray his lead his prayer. And he would lean against this tree. A woman, oh, actually Sahaba came to the Prophet first. They say, Ya Rasulullah, we went to the Roman Emperor, the Persian Emperor, we've gone all across the world. Everybody has a throne. You sit on the floor, you stand next to a tree to address the nation. Can we not build for you something special? Prophet was simple, humble. And then the Sahaba convinced him, right Shaykh Masmari? They convinced him and they said, um, can we please? And then a, a woman from the Ansar, from Medina, the member was built and sponsored by a female of the community of the Prophet mm -hmm. And the masjid land was donated by the orphans of that city. Wow. Like if you, we don't pay attention to this, the land of Medina, where we're sitting at, we're talking about, is was donated by Prophet paid for it. But they said, we want to give sadaqah. Prophet said, no, we'll pay you. Was a land of orphans who... Wanted to donate it to the Prophet ﷺ, right? And and women who are so vital to the community of the Prophet ﷺ. They had influence in this pulpit. Imagine a woman coming to our community. Can I please design your next imam's pulpit? We're like, sister, sit, sit in the back, sister. You know, like people are so disrespectful and, and, and diversifying our community. Anyways, the Prophet ﷺ accepted her uh, request and she had a, a carpenter made him build something for the Prophet And the member, it's not more than 10 feet, right? Mufti Sahib, Sheikh, Sheikh Muslim, how far is it? Less than 10 feet, Bajan. Less than 10 feet away from the Prophet's um, tree that he was standing next. So the member was built. The first Friday comes when the Prophet's going to stand on a pulpit. The Prophet's member had three steps. One, two, he went and sit on the top. And uh, when he gets to the top, he sits down. He's about to give the khutbah. He stands up. He's giving the khutbah. And he hears a cry. He hears a cry. Sometimes when you hear a cry, you look right, you look left. Like, where is this noise coming from? You look in front of you. I mean, the speech just started. Nothing got emotional. Someone's crying. He doesn't know what's, who's crying. This, 
let me say this for a fact for people who have a hard time understanding all those skeptics sitting out there. One of the most authentic narration in Islam is this narration. It's in Bukhari, it's in Sahih Muslim. That this tree started to weep and cry and wail like a little child, sabi, like a baby cries. And the Prophet noticed this was coming from a tree next to him. He gets off and he hugs this tree. And he realizes this tree is crying because of the separation of few feet that the Prophet has that he went to the member. And this was Hanana. That pillar there is Hanana. This voice, the Sahaba say, the entire how many people come to Juma? So many. Sahaba say all of us heard the cry of this tree. Now it was like the first row heard it, the second row didn't hear it. People in the back row and the front row all heard this tree cry. All witnesses of Prophet hugged this tree and calm it down. Yusakitu. Kind of like you know how you silence a child from crying, say, please stop crying. And the Prophet made him stop, the tree stopped crying. And finally, it was. It was the reason of that was the separation of the Prophet ﷺ and the glorifying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used to happen. That is the history of this tree. Something just to say on the side note, if you allow me, Shuyukh. Imam Malik rahmatullah said, the best place to pray in Medina is right there. Mufti Sahib, can you put the, the, the tua, the tua, the mouse, <laughs> you know, right there. The um, Right there, that spot, just on the, on the green spot. That pillar, if you go there, you're on the right side, there's a bookshelf there. You... Imam Malik says that is the best place to pray in Medina. Anyone that makes dua there, their dua is most definitely accepted. He yeah. said this, his students didn't. It worked. They said it to their students, it worked with the students. Everyone that narrated this point of Imam Malik believed in Allah. They made dua in the same place and it worked. And I'm telling you right now, I made dua there and it worked. Sheikh Masmari made dua there, I, most definitely it worked. Sheikh Abdul Rahman made dua there, most definitely it worked. You know, so all of us make dua there. That's a very special spot. You know, very few people know about this. May Allah take us there again. Right Muftisa. there, exactly. So, Bajan, so thanks a lot for mentioning that. And, and and again, you know, we're gonna come back to some reflection of this tree as we're leaving the Prophet. But the Prophet said, if I'd never promised this tree that it will be a tree with me in Jannah, it would have kept them crying to the day of judgment. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So I promise the tree that you will be with me in Jannah. Just relax, you know. Mm. So, so that's so crying out of love for the Prophet is also something that it's it's a sunnah, you know, out of love for somebody. So you have a few other pillars that we can quickly talk about, and then we can move ahead. We have Ustawana Aisha. This this the reason why this pillar is named Ustawana Aisha is because um, the uh, the Prophet Hazrat Aisha used to say that in the Masjid, there's one spot that if people knew the true blessed nature of it. They would flock towards it in such a manner to pray there that what they would have to actually cast lots to pray there. Wow. There's one important spot there, and people used to ask her, you know, to point this exact spot out, and she used to refuse to do so. She didn't, she, you know, she didn't want to tell because she, it, she didn't want people to rush there. Exactly, but later on, at the persistence of Abdullah bin Zubayr anhu, she pointed this spot out. Hence, it's called Ustwana Aisha because this hadith is reported by her and the exact spot was shown by her, right? Oh, wow. And this is the spot that Abu Bakr anhu and Umar anhu used to Zoom in a little bit to show this, us that spot. This is the spot where Abu Bakr and Umar anhu used to pray a lot right here. This right, It's basically right behind the member 
the member that's in Rawda. The Mihrab. The, the, uh, sorry, Mihrab, right behind is Ustawana Aisha. Okay. Okay, so then there's Ustawana Tawbah. Ustawana Tawbah is at the pillar right next to it. So we're going to be going this way now, okay? Can you guys it, it probably has, it doesn't have another name, Ustawana Abu Lubaba, right? Yeah, it, does, it does. This is, yeah. Ustawana is also known as Ustawana Abu Lubaba. This is the one that, uh, Bajin, you want to talk about that quickly? I mean, uh, in short, um, uh, Abu Lubaba was in charge of letting, uh, was it Banu Nadir, you yeah. know? Banu Nadir, um, uh, when Prophet was making uh, the tr uh, final decision in Khaybar, you know, if I'm not wrong, and uh, and he was Khaybar Khandak, Khandak, and asked. Uh, but, but it was it was he had with the Banu Qurayza. Banu Qurayza, correct. He, he had a, the, the Banu Qurayza. There were some dealings going on, and and Abu uh, Abu Lubab al Anhu he made he was allies with them. He was allies with them. Yeah. The Jewish community there, and. Uh, Prophet made a decision, but he wanted he wanted to have some treaties just to see maybe they might apologize and they might have uh, uh, they might be you know regretful for what they did to the Muslims in breaking the treaty. And uh, he told Abu Lubab, "I want you to go check upon them." And it was a secret. The decision of the Prophet was a secret. He signaled the secret to them, which was some form of treason, right? And he right away he knew he made a mistake. And he comes out and he goes and he ties himself against the pillar. And he says that, Wallahi, I'm not going to move myself until Allah decides on my behalf that he's forgiven me. And he's tied himself for days over there. Some people say seven, eight days. Right? The Prophet said, had he just spoken to me, I would have forgiven him. So he was tied there. And he said, I will not eat or drink something. He was forced to drink and eat because of his life and health. And then finally, Allah SWT revealed verses that he's forgiven him. This is that Ustawana. People sure. say that if you want to do sincere tawbah, you should come over here. This is where a Sahabi's Tawbah was accepted. You should go back there. We should all go there. We have a lot of things to do Tawbah about, and we can make Tawbah there. So this is this Ustawana right here is that Ustawana Aisha. You see that Mihrab? Okay. Yeah, Mihrab yeah, right I see it. It's right behind Ustawana Aisha, and then we're gonna be talking about this one right here. This 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 pillar right here. So this is the this is the the, the, the you can say the gate, uh, Jali. Uh, of the Prophet ﷺ from his head side This is where the sisters usually go and say salam over here So along this wall There's three pillars This pillar right here Let me zoom in a bit more um, So you can see it perfectly This pillar right here Is known as the pillar of Sarir Ustawana to Sarir Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ would do Sarir in Arabic means bed And the Prophet would do itikaf over here And he used to put his small little bed you know, out of Made out of wood He would put it right here in the masjid and he would do itikaf right here, and that's what. Yeah. So this mufti side would be, I think, in the rawda facing the qibla. This will be on the left side of the rawda. Of course, exactly. Yeah. So if and you face the come qibla, on this side, they also say salam to the prophet. Exactly. And there's another really important, you know, the significance about this little where we usually go over here and say salam over here, and this is basically the house of Aisha Lanha. And there used to be a small window over here, over here. Some can you see my chua? Yeah, I can see. I can see the mouse. There's, there was a small little opening over here. Where the Prophet when he was sick and the end of his uh, the last few days of his life, um, the last time the Sahaba they were praying salah facing the qibla, the last time they saw the Prophet was the night of Isha when they were praying Isha salah Abu Bakr was leading and the Prophet opened a small opening in the house, and he was he had a a small uh, you can say like a cloth like tied around his head his cheeks were blossomy he was very sick he had the Sahaba had not seen him for days. Zainbika says that Zainbika has that poem about when you know when he smiled right the last smile of the Prophet yeah. And so the Sahaba were praying Salah and they look and they all, you know, they, their attention got diverted to the Prophet and they started looking over here exactly where I'm looking, where the mouse is right here, somewhere oh in this vicinity. And the Prophet, as they were looking at him, the Prophet was just had his hand on his chin like this and he just had a beautiful smile. The and Sahaba that's the last said, time. Sahaba's kada and yuftatina. 
He says, we were about to break our salah because we we're so happy the Prophet looked at us. Exactly. And he smiled. And the Prophet, then the same night, the next before the next morning, the Prophet passed away. This was the last sight of the Prophet that Sahaba had imagined. You know, the last, the last time I saw the Prophet, it was right here. And uh, Ibn, Ibn Hajj al-Asqan talks about this a lot. And he says, what was the reason the Prophet smiled? You know, he could have done anything. He could have cried. He could have, you know, he could have had any gesture. He could have, but he smiled. And the reason why he says that is because he was just so proud of these people for what they did for him and how they gave their lives for him. And then he asked the question that if the Prophet was to see us today, would he smile or would he cry? So think about that and, and introspect with that. What, what, if the Prophet was to see us today, would he smile or would he cry? And he says, that's enough for you to take home as an advice and for you to change your life. So that's that pillar right there. Just wanted to show you that quickly. And then there's another pillar next to it. So you see that pillar over there again. Now there's this pillar, uh, there's this pillar right here. This pillar right here is known as Ustuwanatul Wufud, where the, the, where the people, when they would come from outside, they would sit next to this pillar and wait for the Prophet Sallam. So there's three pillars along this wall, one, two, and three. So we mm. talked about this one. This is Ustuwanat al-Sarid. We're talking about this one right now. This is Ustuwanat al-Wafud. Uh, where where, where, what Waft means, out, outside delegations, they would come and wait for the Prophet They would be hosted over here. And then there's a pillar right in the middle. This is also known as Ustuwanat al-Ali and Ustuwanat al-Harus. Meaning this is the pillar where uh, the pillar where whoever was a guard, they would sit here. And usually that guard was Ali bin Abi Talib. So it's also known as his pillar. Yeah. And Wafud was also when he would dispatch armies. Exactly. He would receive them and dispatch them. Exactly. And here are their summaries. You know, when the, you know, like a summary report where what happened, who converted, who got sick, who died, all of that. Sheikh Muslim, man, we can't keep you silent. You're coming on all the way here. You got to say something. So that's that we spoke about that. We're I think uh, we, we're done with uh, the the pillars. Those are the beautiful things that we spoke about. Um, and I've shown that the favorite part of Sheikh Masmadi's. Can you go back? Sheikh Masmadi has this one favorite place in in in, in Medina. They talked about the Prophet's tahajjud area or behind the Prophet's grave, right? Sheikh Masmadi, can you show us that? Okay, halas. Next to Ahl Sufa, right? Yeah, next to Ahl Sufa. Let me see if I have that. It was there. So I think Sheikh Masmadi can uh, tell us right here. Sheikh Masmadi can tell us where that is. Please, yes, please. Come on. Uh, I'm enjoying every second. Please. So this uh, Sheikh, it's Sheikh, you gotta talk about the mihrab of Tahajjud. This is no, please. huh? Please, please go. Well, I'm enjoying it. No, 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 I'm not enjoying it. I want you to talk. Well, okay, just finish up the stuanat. No, we talked about all of them now, Sheikh. Sheikh, that's not right, man. That wasn't six or seven. You guys, I don't think. Uswana Aisha, Uswana Tauba, Uswana Sarir, Uswana Harus, Uswana Wafud. Done. Then you have that's one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six in the Masjid Nawda. There's two more. We're not going to go into Uswana Jibril. That's in the house. But, but then, so, so, uh, yeah, that's inside the house. Yeah. Then we're basically the one we can see is this one right here, Uswan to Tahajjud, where the Prophet would pray Salah. So at nighttime, there was a small little platform right outside of his house because the Prophet's house was so small that if he was to do sajda, Hazrat Aisha Anha would have to put her feet in when he yeah. would do sajda. It was such a tiny place. The greatest man to ever walk on the face of the earth did not have enough space for his wife to sleep and him to do sajda. That she would have to uh, put her feet in for him to do sajda. That then that's why he used to sometimes leave his house a bit outside and he would do he would pray tahajjud over there. And this place now is known as Ustuwanatud. Imagine knowing the imagine knowing the place where the Prophet prayed tahajjud and praying tahajjud there. Yeah, so that's this place um, right here. That's where Sheikh Masmani likes to be. Please, Sheikh, talk about that. Please, khalas, that was it. You 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 said it all. I have a picture. Move this up. Can you go back? Um, show us the one of the pictures uh, where it shows the uh, not not. I think I'm gonna go back. It shows the the Bab Jibril. I just want to quickly um, uh, more back. 
little that's bit more. It. That's all I have. Okay, so oh, you can yeah. see here, Bab Jibreel. So it's right there. Bab Jibreel is that door that Jibreel, the famous hadith where Angel Jibreel runs through and he looks like a traveler, but he's not a traveler. You know, famous hadith Jibreel where uh, uh, a man came in, Shadidu, Shadidu, Biyadu, Thiyab, Shadidu, Sawad, Sha'ar, La Ya'ar. That famous hadith where Jibreel came and asked a few questions about Islam and the, and the integral parts of Islam, that's where he came in from. That's why it's called. And he walked out from there, boom. And then Umar looked for him and couldn't find him. So let's go ahead. Thank you so much, Mufti Saab. And now we're done talking. I think I'm going to just turn my mic off and Sheikh Musmari is going to take over. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, it's amazing. Sakallah khair. I mean, well, hopefully, uh, you guys, hopefully you guys all enjoyed this. I know. I, I know. Recently, they changed the position of the imam. Do you Correct. do you know why they changed that? Because the imam was always up front before, after the member, in front of the the mihrab. and now they're placed. They pray in the mihrab. So yeah, now they pray back. The imam prays in the original. This is a very ancient picture of Uswan at Tahajjud. This is the basic small mihrab for the Prophet. Wow. Very old picture. This is the back fence of the Prophet's homes, the Hujarat, and he used to. And that's the golden cage we were talking about. Muslim. Yeah, that's the golden cage right here. This is a golden cage right here. This is a very old picture. Now this mihrab is actually hidden with a pillar. There's a bookshelf in front of it now. Yeah, it's yeah, where he yeah, used to yeah. pray right here. Isn't that crazy, Sheikh? It's yeah. awesome, man. Right? This is the back of the, the Hujarat. Do you all know why they changed it? Why they changed it back? The um. The, the position of the imam I think they changed it Because this is what I remember asking someone Was the traffic for salam yeah. So people people will be sitting oh, in, in the sufuf in the front Where the the, the previous uh, mihrab was And then finally like They're like you know people are going to give salam to the prophet People are sitting in sufuf the traffic Will get heavy so they moved Which is one of the better decisions they made They moved it back to the prophet Wasallam's Original uh, prayer area, which is why, why would you have another one if you have the Prophet's one? There's so many mihrabs, there's Uthman bin Affan's mihrab also, you know. But now you're standing there, it's excellent. Alhamdulillah. So, Sheikh Masmari and Sheikh Abdullah, that was you know, what, what else can we say about Masjid Nabawi? I mean, it's every single inch of that place is beautiful, there's so many things to be seen there. And we just make the Allah gives us opportunity to go back over and over again. I mean, now, as yeah. as the, you know, what's the, the you know, the strangest feeling. Is when you know the time to leave is nearing, right? It's a very strange feeling. Like you keep on, you keep on convincing yourself that you still have a lot of time left. Like, oh, we have one more day. Like, usually, like, oh, you know, usually when you want to leave somewhere, like, okay, you know, we're waiting for the time to go. But you, even if it's we have ten more hours, good, we're leaving after Maghrib. We have the whole day left. But as a, as the time is drawing near, right, Sheikh Musbidi, what are you telling yourself? What what advice are you giving to the people around you? What to what should we do when we're leaving Medina? What should we take back with us? What are you tell walk us through your heart, through your mind, and through what you're saying to people who are around you? You know, usually me the last three years, me and Sheikh Masmari, um, we, we say salam together, our final salam, and we leave. Allah. So Sheikh Masmari, so beautiful. say tell us what how that how that's going through your mind. So subhanAllah, leaving Medina, there's so many emotions. Even though this may not be Sunnah, every time I leave Medina, I make sure that I kiss the ground because we will truly miss Medina. And it's just a beautiful place. And hopefully, that kiss lands on a place that he وسلم, stepped on. So that's the first thing. The second thing, Mufti Saab, it may not have anything to do with Medina itself, but I, I convince my brothers and sisters that come uh, with us for Hajj or Umrah 
that wear your ihram from the hotel and visit the Prophet ﷺ wearing your ihram. Wow. So rather than waiting to the miqat, which is sunnah, of course, to the miqat, but we just want to take advantage of this beautiful masjid. So we make sure that we wear our ihram and uh, and we ask people to pray the turaka'at, give the Prophet ﷺ salam in that beautiful state as he's experienced to see his sahaba before leaving this world in Hajjatul Wada'. And that's just the last piece of advice that we give is just honoring the Prophet and sending him for our salawat. So, Sheikh, that's amazing because one of the things Imam Nawi talks about, he says that it's that the last thing you should do in the city of Medina is to say salam to the Prophet. So, if you can get ready, have your bags ready, put everything in the bus, and then you have your haram on already because Miqat and Idul Hulayfa, it's not easy to put your haram on. Have, you, don't have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to have the intention of ihram at that point. You do the intention when you get to Miqat. Yes. So then you can still, you're still not technically in the state of ihram, but you have the ihram cloth on, right? So then you walk in. Imam Nawi also talks about Mustahab to pray two rakats of Wida' farewell. Wow. You're, you're bidding farewell to this beautiful city. And then he says, that then you should go to say salam to the Prophet sallallahu and and the way you should say salam to him is that if you at this moment, he, Imam Nawi says this is the moment of truth. At this moment, as you're saying salam for the last time, if tears start rolling down your eyes, there's a great chance Allah has accepted your visit. Wow! Right? Wow. This is this is a great this is a great sign that Allah has accepted you. This Imam not my words, Imam Nawi rahmah's words. Right? So he says you should go. And say salam to the Prophet and you sh- if your tears start rolling down your eyes because this may be your life, you know. When, so when I'm uh, when I'm in that state, right? Think about those Sahaba who were bidding farewell to the Prophet and they're leaving all over the world. What were they thinking and how were they crying? Think about Mu'adh bin Jabal when the Prophet is leaving him. They cried so much, knowing that this was their last time they're going to see each other. So think about that. So you're leaving the Prophet's city. You're leaving the Prophet's presence. You know. And you know you don't know if you're ever gonna come back. So what kind of those are the emotions you should go with as you're saying salam to the Prophet. That's how you should be feeling. You know, there's this is and I'm gonna say a Urdu poem at the end of this whole uh, discussion, but that's how we are saying salam to the Prophet, thinking about that. If tears start rolling down our eyes, if we can't, then put ourselves in those emotions, try to be emotionally, you know, present when it comes to that and say salam. And then Imam Nurahman says. But after you've done that, this is a farewell salam. After you're done saying salam to Prophet Abu Bakr and Umar Al-Anhumma, try to then go to a, a place where you can make dua and ask Allah for forgiveness. And this is how we should, in the bus, when we're going from Medina to the Hulayfa to our Miqat, the whole time we should be quiet, doing istighfar, begging Allah for forgiveness for the lack of etiquettes we have shown to this blessed city. That, oh Allah, if I did something wrong, said something wrong, thought about something wrong, do not deprive me of coming back to the city again. Because you know, if someone comes to your house and disrespects your house and in a manner which you don't like or not pleasant to you, uh, then you know very rarely would you ever invite that person back. So you're trying to beg Allah, Oh Allah, please forgive me for you know showing lack of character, lack of etiquette. You're not trying to, you know, you just you know for sure we cannot reach that maqam of etiquette that the Sahaba had. They said if you summarize Deen in two words, it's adab and shauk. How much etiquette within the parameters of Sharia? How many? How much? How respectful and dignified were you when you were there? And how excited were you to get there? Those those are two parameters, right? What was your level of excitement, shauk, for good deeds to get to Medina, to get to Mecca? So as we're leaving, 
this is how you're thinking, right? Sister is the same way. You know, as you're leaving, it, these are the these are the feelings that we're going through, right? We're saying salam to the Prophet. I mean, think about this for a second. Sheikh Masmi Sheikh Abdullah, I'm gonna say this for a second. There are people who visit their father. This happens a lot, right? They go from America, they have a two-week vacation, they go to visit their sick father in Pakistan or India, Bangladesh, Yemen, wherever they are. They know they have to come back because they have work. They would love to stay there forever, but they have to come back. And their father also wants them to go back because they have work, they have to take care of the family. But the father is very sick. You know, and so you have in the back of your head, you have this feeling you may never see him again. What is that son going through when he's leaving that house and he's getting on that plane? And he gets back, you know, my wife, my wife went through that with her grandmother. She went to see her for two weeks. She was very old. They were very connected. As she was coming back, she was feeling that when she, re when she reached back, she passed away, right? So like, so like that's your last time you're seeing the Prophet ﷺ maybe saying salam. Of course, we make dua to go over and over again. But you always, this is a, this is the sunnah that we, we sometimes lose. When the Prophet ﷺ gave one of his uh, uh, farewell advices to the Sahaba, toward, towards the end of his life, the surah that he used to recite the most is Mursalati Urfa. And the advice that he used to give the most is pray every salat as if it's your last salah. Wow. The element of understanding that this may be my last sajda. This may be my last salah. This may be the last time I come to see the Prophet ﷺ. This should empower us and force us to be better in that moment. In the best form. In the best form. Sallu salat Pray salah as if this is your last salah. Say salam as this is your as if this is your last salam. Leave it's, heavy, it's heavy now. It's heavy because now we know that we're not there this year. Yeah. Man, if we knew we could not be here this year, we would be totally different last year. You know, you know, yeah, Mashaf, I always remind my brothers and sisters because people have this negative idea and understanding of death that Islam always speaks about death. <laughs> Going back to what Sheikh Abdul Rahman just mentioned. I always remind my brothers and sisters, the Prophet ﷺ only reminded us of death so we may live. Exactly. So basically doing your best, working your best. Uh, as Sheikh Abdurrahman said, praying your best, being the best towards your spouses, your family. And it's always seeking excellence. And that's why he, he reminded us of death ﷺ, not only to strike fear into one's heart. Sheikh Masmadi, tell you us. You throw gems, man. You throw Sheikh, gems. Sheikh Masmadi, tell us your feelings when you're leaving. Please tell us your feelings. What's going on when you're leaving? Uh, I just shared it with you. Khalas, now right enough. You're not telling. You just told me that you know, put on the ihram and stuff like that. Tell us, like, when when you when you're leaving Medina or the Prophet's um, um, city or his his compound, how is what's going on in your in your mind? Every time I leave Medina, every time I leave Medina, I just remember my next upcoming visit every single year. Like, am I coming for Umrah or not? Every single year, that's my feeling when I leave Medina. Ya, ya Rab, I really want to come back again. Wow. So Medina is, <clears throat> subhanAllah, Medina is, is completely different. You know, I have to say something. I would be devastated if I was leaving Medina to come back to Michigan. But when I'm leaving Medina, I'm going to Mecca. So I'm kind of like, okay with it. SubhanAllah, it does bring some ease. You're right. That's a good <laughs> You know, like if I was going back like... You know, I don't want to say any place in the world. I don't want to offend anybody. Back to Flint. <laughs> you know, a great place, man. There's four <laughs> places on the earth that are blessed. Makkah, Medina, Quds, and Flint. Salah here is multiplied. So the thing is, I'm so glad I'm not going back to like any part of the world except for Makkah. It would be so heavy for me 
could leave Medina if I wasn't going to Mecca. I like that Hajj way where I go to Medina and Mecca. I don't feel the same when I'm leaving Mecca. I don't know why. You know, uh, Mecca is heavy. It's uh, busy and stuff like that. You know, actually, in Mecca, you're just so you're crowded and you're like, let me just get done with my Hajj and go home. I got to get some rest. You know, Medina, you're, you're actually body's in peace. Your soul's in peace. Your mind's in peace. It's just a different feeling there. The, the remaining of the Ansar continues to be in Medina. Allahumma ahibba man ahabbahum. La yuhibbuhum illa mu'min. You know, mm. so how you can still see the effect of the Ansar in Medina. How generous they were, how welcoming they were. And you can still see the remainings of Quraysh. Some of what we do in Mecca. So, <laughs> the harshness. Yeah, the harshness. And anyone that has gone and understands people and tribes, they would easily sense that. Sheikh Basmani Bajan, one of the things that when we're, I, I, I always encourage myself and people around me is that you know, when you're going to Medina Munawwara, right? Imagine the Muslims that were living across the world, and when the, the wufud, the, the, these groups of Muslims would come, Sahaba would come to the Prophet, and they would te- he would teach them something. The people back home in their villages or in their countries, they would be, they would be anticipating their arrival because they're bringing some nur. Some light, some mm. spirituality from the Prophet, and they were bringing enough to illuminate that entire neighborhood, Correct. entire entire city. All those people, they were bringing that. So I, I always say to myself that the people that are our family, our friends, our mother, our father, but then you mentioned this earlier, our our countries, our cities, like we're going to the place that 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 is Tayyibah. This is the place where this is Jaakum Nul, this is the place of illumination. This is where we go to take light. So we should have enough light. We should, you know, get it, preserve it, so that when we come back, we have enough to share with those around us, so that they could fall in love with the city of Medina. Sheikh Masmili and I, Jazakallah Khair, Sheikh Ashraf Abdul Rahman. Thank you, man. Valid point. I really think that's important. Coming back with that nur, because you invested so much, and people are relying on you to bring yeah. something back other than dates. Yeah. You know, in Zamzam. Uh, but Sheikh Masmili, you know, when we go to the airport, see Sheikh Masmili and I, we fly out of Medina. Guys are big guys. Sheikh uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahman, what do you guys walk or you guys take camera? What do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, we, at least we have a bus. Alhamdulillah. So, does this bus have wheels or is it a magic school bus? What is this? Alhamdulillah. I mean, I know we're in the economy package, but we st- we got the AC works sometimes, it doesn't work sometimes. It's all good though. But you guys make it. We make it. We make Before it. For us. We make it. Sometimes the bus drive. I mean, every single time I've been there, something happens to the bus from Medina to Mecca, and it gets there in 10, 15, 16 hours. Oh my God. You know, we're going to talk. So it's a, lo- it's a trip, right? Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, so it's alhamdulillah, you know, um, we, we we get out to the Medina airport, but it's the most difficult thing. We leave early morning. So our last salam, what time is it, Sheikh Masmari? Normally, before, as everyone is getting ready, we leave like around 11, 10, 12. Yeah, at night. And our flights are early, early, uh, tahajjud time, yeah. you know. And it's it's a tough flight to take out. And then when the plane is flying over, Everybody's trying to take an ex- one last glance at the masjid. Right, Sheikh Masmari? Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, oh, let me get one more sneak peek in Medina. See the, the green dome. See the Prophet's resting place. You know, just but while we were there, we could have managed it more. You know, we just sitting there, you know, like I, I was like, my wife, I should have spent like 20 hours in the masjid and five hours in my hotel room. You know, it's just, I, we, we talked in the airport. It's different. It's not the most fanciest airport. Medina Airport is different. Right when you land, you can sense that peace. Allah is fancy in your heart. You, you have no choice. And that many people were affected just by the prophetic presence. 
Oh, just yeah. by seeing the Sahaba and the Prophet ﷺ communicating, talking, the peaceful environment, they became Muslims. Medina is different. Gee, it's so beautiful. I love when coming to Medina from the airport and it says, you know, where the jail can't show up. You know, like, you know, like, you know, like, this is where the jail can't even, this is a city that the jail can't even show up, you know? Yeah. So it's such a special place to be. And then leaving the special city, you know, it's it's so tough, but you know, if you leave with this intention that I will go back to lift the name of the Prophet ﷺ, to up, uplive my life according to what pleases the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pleases the Prophet ﷺ on the Day of Judgment more. I don't leave like I'm leaving the Prophet. I actually leave with the mission. That's what I leave with. A man. I go back, man. I got I to work for the Prophet ﷺ. Him and his companions, his wives, his daughters, they did it. Like, you know, they did it. And now I'm going back with their same message, with more. I'm more. I'm more solidified in my conviction, and I'm more um, motivated than ever. And I leave Medina with that promise in myself. Like, I just. I, I don't <clears throat> live life for any other reason except to follow the Prophet sallallahu And that's what. Sheikh. I just wanted to remind everyone. There's a hadith. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, just to show you how beautiful and peaceful and pure Medina is. قَالَ مَنْ تَرَكَ الْمَدِينَةَ رَغْبَةً عَنْهَا أَبْدَلَهُ اللَّهُ أَبْدَلَهَا اللَّهُ أَيْ الْمَدِينَةَ خَيْرًا مِنْ Wow. That whomsoever just leaves Medina for the sake of leaving it, those that decide to move out among its residents, just decide to leave thinking that they no longer need to live in Medina, Allah will replace Medina with an individual that is better than him or her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo, I don't know if you remember this, but Umar bin Abdul Aziz, you know, uh, you know how Medina throws away all the the, the junk. There's a hadith yeah. of the Prophet Sallam, right, Mufti Sahib, where the Medina throws away all the the filth. Filth. Umar bin Abdul Aziz would look back at Medina when he would leave, and he said, "I'm afraid that I'm. I hope I'm not part of that filth that Medina is getting rid of. Getting purifying, filtering yeah. out. Now, he was so scared. Yeah. But what a pious person he was. You yeah. know, that's that, that's the, that. So that's the. I mean, I guess we have a few minutes left. I'm gonna. I think I'll, I'll just say my concluding remarks about this. That's why when we're leaving Madinat Munawwara, we're thinking about that. We're doing tawbah. We're also thinking about another thing is that who am I? What a sinful person I am. And Allah gave me the ability to come to this city. And having a sense of gratitude when it comes to this idea. Like, who am I? What am I? And the fact, so Iqbal Azim, I'm, I'm going to mention a few poems. Like, so you've been saying some Iqbal Azim poems. I'm used to Allah Iqbal. There's no one that writes poems about Medina like Professor Iqbal Azim. Nobody. Sheikh Muslim, do you like when he sings Urdu? Do you understand what's going on? Uh, <laughs> why put me on the spot, Sheikh? I understand some of it, but I just you can I can feel it. Once he says it so I feel it. So I'm I'm gonna trans I'm actually gonna translate these lines like as, as good as possible. The words are kind of difficult and there's it's so meaningful. So I want to translate it. He's basically speaking about himself. I, I have, I have, before you go into this, I just keep on a lighthearted. It's getting heavy on me right now. So what happens is my my psychology is when things get heavy, I try to make it lighthearted, humorous. I know people don't like that. You know, my wife is talking to me, and again, I start, I'm gonna start crying. I start getting a little humorous. You're like, I, you know, just you know, even when Why things. Why do you cry when you're with your wife? Why, why does that happen? When I'm leaving here, when I go to work, I get sad. <laughs> you know, um, but um, you know, the thing is, um. I hope she's not watching. But the thing is, you know, when when we leave, uh, when we leave these places, you know, Mufti Sab, it's very heavy. 
So the Urdu poems that you're gonna say, if you don't understand it, guys, just bobble your head. So, you know, you know, it's good. It sounds good. Just bobble your head. Hopefully, it'll resonate. But um, Sheikh Masmud, I want Sheikh Masmud the voice. I want to hear like the knot. I don't want to hear just. No, no, I was not gonna do that. No, please do that, Sheikh Masmud. You you take you usually take your community to Medina. You go as a unity center as a whole community. Am I correct? Like, how is that feeling? Before we conclude, it's beautiful. Every year is different. Every Medina doesn't matter. Mecca, subhanAllah, after the Umrah, you really miss Hajj. Nothing like Hajj. But Medina is Medina. You go for Umrah, you go for Hajj, Medina is Medina. Ajeeb. Sorry, Mutisab, I just... I, 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 I interrupted you. I'm not, I'm not going to sing it. Please, you have to sing it. please, please. I don't really know the tone, but come on, man. You so, don't have a tone. What do you want? You want... So, so, so this this professor Paul uh, he's he's speaking about like the concept of him leaving. It's a long poem, but the last few lines he speaks about. Okay, I'm leaving, right? And I'm looking. It's the last few times I'm looking at the green dome. He says, and he talks about how, like, who am I? And Allah has given me such a beautiful opportunity to come here, spend time here, and I'm leaving here now. I'm he gonna says, cut you off if you don't sing it. He says, okay. किस को कहते हैं हवा पाकीजा पाकीजा फजा संजीदा संजीदा बसारत खो गई लेकिन बसीरत तो सलामत है मदीना हमने देखा है मगर I mean, we're going to start. Subhanallah, subhanallah. He's, Brothers, wah, 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 sisters. He says, he says, who am I and where is this beautiful dome? So as I'm leaving, I, I want to put my head down in regret, but I keep on stealing glances of the Prophet Sallallahu Masjid. Wow. He says, wow. he says, you know, you could you could read about purity, you could read about sanctity. But you truly understand what sanctity and purity means when you step into the city of Medina. Otherwise, you will never know what it means. Yeah. You will never understand what purity and sanctity means till you get there. The hawa, the air over there is pure. And the ambience over there is really weighty. Like you feel that weight, that burden over your shoulders. Like you're walking in a very important place. Even though the air weighs the same there. No, as it's up. There is no city you leave. That you feel this heavy when you leave, like Medina. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you feel heavy. That's what he's saying, right? The word yeah. sanjid also means serious, but it also means weighty. It's a weighty place, right? Then he says basarat kogai lakins. Like he was blind, Sheikh Masmani. Wow. Imagine all those people who go to Medina who are blind. 
You know, the Sheikh was asked, like, if if Allah was giving you, if Allah gave you your eyesight back, what would you want to do with your eyesight? He said, I would only ask to see Madinatul Munawwara, see the Kaaba, and see all those things in the Quran that Allah tells us to look at. If Allah gave my eyesight back, I just want to see these three things: Medina, Kaaba, and all those things that Allah talks about in the Quran. Do they not see the sky? Do they not see the earth? I just want to see it. I hear about it, but I don't. I cannot see it. He says this man was blind. So give you know, thank Allah for the fact that He gave us sight so we can see these places, and then we can have a picture of them in our mind. But imagine all those lovers of the Prophet and lover of the city of Medina who've never actually seen it. Right? He says. My eyesight has gone, but the vision of my heart and mind are perfectly fine, right? He says, I've seen the city of Medina, but in a state where I was blind, and I wish I had my eyesight so I could see it. Then he says, but this is for you. He says, that same iqbal, jisko nazta kal khush mizaji par. That same iqbal that used to take pride in, over the fact that he was very jovial, cheerful. He was a very humorous person. You know, like you are, Sheikh Bajan. Very, you know... Uh, a cheerful, humorous person. He's like, what happened to me all of a sudden? As I'm leaving Manil Munawwara, I'm just speechless, sad, in a state of crying. I can't even think of anything cheerful anymore. Wow. Right? Um, like your whole, your personality automatically switches up. And Bajan, I've been with you in the city of Medina. Wallah, it's, you know, you know, most of the time, and Sheikh Masbi, you know, knows other places, but in Medina, as we are there, it's a difficult place for us, you know, for you and I, you know, for us to have a cheerful moment because you're there. Many of the great scholars who are very humorous, you laugh with them, you joke with them. They don't laugh and joke. They're so serious in Medina, right? So what happened to me all of a sudden that I'm not like that over here? So, uh, brothers, in Medina, I'm very serious. In Makkah, I'm not. Yeah, somebody <laughs> always tells me, Sheikh, you're messing up my Hajj. <laughs> so as, as we're leaving the city of Medina, please let's keep this in mind, and we we'll, uh, hopefully we'll all see you tomorrow. We're gonna tomorrow's the day of Ihram, and we're tomorrow's the first labbaik, Allahumma labbaik, which is also very very weighty. You know, the first time you put your ihram on, you say labbaik, Allahumma labbaik. Tomorrow's also gonna be talking about the first sight of the Kaaba. So, Sheikh, are you are you gonna wear the ihram, both of you? I'm gonna look for one. If I find one, I'm gonna wear it for sure. Nah, don't make. What do you mean? Just go to like some store and grab some towels. <laughs> Don't make up an excuse, Sheikh. I'll give you mine. Okay, khalas. I'm gonna try to wear it tomorrow, inshallah. No, no, no. I, I, I told my brother we should wear on Arafah. No, tomorrow's. That's a good one too. Whatever, whatever. I just want to see you guys and your beautiful hair. And so, are you wearing haram too, Sheikh Masmari? No, he never told us he's wearing haram. I never said anything. I'm, I never said I'm gonna wear one either. So only Sheikh Abdul Hamad. He, he came up with it, so he got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only gonna wear it. Sheikh Masmari wears it. All right, brothers, let's 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 give a concluding. We we'll just say salam to everybody and just jazakallah for being us. Sheikh Masmad, you want to conclude? You want to Thank give you your salam? Thank you, everyone, for give us for our shortcomings, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow, inshallah. Jazakallah. If you have to say the miftah sustainers, bro. No, no, you don't have to say that. I'll pull it out one second, um, brothers and sisters. You know, if you're enjoying our program, and... but John, can we do it one day without reminding people? Allah will support. This is it. You never know what day could be the day of forgiveness for these people. Okay, you know, you look at it a way that I'm hustling and I'm asking people for money. I look at it the other way, that this is an opportunity for you, Sheikh Masmari, me, all of us to gain Allah's reward. You never know someone gives $10, $20, $100, and any khayr that gets spread and, and, and good that reaches people, inshallah, they get reward for it. So brothers and sisters, if you haven't joined the Miftah Sustainer program, please go on to miftahsustainers.org and become a monthly donor to Miftah. Please continue to join us every night at 9.30 uh, um, for our virtual Hajj program that we have in Dhul-Hijjah. Please do not forget the fast of Dhul-Hijjah. 
and also the fast of Arafah, which forgives two years of sins. Sheikh Muslim will talk about this as we get closer. And also, brothers and sisters, I know some of our masjids will be having Eid and some won't. Please don't forget to do your udhiyya. Udhiyya. Very important, your sacrifice. If you are eligible at paying zakah and you have the money that you are that's that God has blessed you with, make sure you are sacrificing an animal, either sponsoring an animal somewhere in the world for the poor and the needy. Also for your own people always say you should do it for the needy. I I, I refuse saying that now. Do it for yourself. This is your akhirah, my akhirah. Um, so that's what I wanted to say. 5 p.m. Sheikh Asim comes out with the history of the Kaaba. Please make sure you watch that, brothers and sisters. Thank you very much for joining us. See you tomorrow. Inshallah, Sheikh Masmari. On behalf of Sheikh Masmari, Mufti Abdurrahman, myself. Good night. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.